0: to crystal clear the podcast where clarity is the goal clarity in life clarity in choices and just being totally clear with who i am and where i desire to be crystal clear is my affirmation hello and welcome back this is episode 56 and this is part 2 to tired is a process last week we left off um on me saying i am generally concerned about my friend. And um I know a lot of people would believe that I just cut in the middle of a recording, but that episode was so hard to record that I did like maybe like six different takes. And in that particular take, that's just where I stopped like I was frustrated with it. So when I went to listen back to every take, the the one that made the show is the one that I felt was the most genuine, okay? Because on the other ones, I felt like I was trying to defend my friends or, um, you know, just kind of nice it up a little bit more so it didn't come off as harsh. But at the end of the day, I had to go with that one because that was the, the most genuine. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's why I did that. Um, If you guys ever take time out to read the description of my shows, they're very short. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on them but I think they give a general idea of what to expect from the show for the most part. Um, A lot of a lot of times I know the names can be deceiving so if you ever took the time out to read the description you will probably be pleasantly surprised of what I'm actually going to talk about despite the name of the episode. All right So, um, I'll go ahead and say, um, just to get back on where I left off on the previous episode, being genuinely concerned is, um, basically where I am telling friends who talk to their friends and explaining to them that your friend does not know when this particular Um, situation is going to actually be the outcome to where you actually change they don't know all they know is this is a very familiar story and while they are tired of hearing it when you are in the place to where you are like ready to break the chains or you know do something that's going to put you in a position to where everything is new that friend wants to be there for you and to be to support you but they are not just trying to you know relive a situation over and over with you that's just not their interest and so it's it's very confusing and it's very hard to just kind of be like I'm cutting this person off because you genuinely care about them you really want the best for them you really want them to work out whatever issues they're having in their life you just know that you do not have um their answers and with the best advice you had they have basically like I said in the last episode they didn't listen so it's really nothing you can do but you know try and you know get through to them like things have to change and um and explaining things have to change I want people to know that I don't feel it's my part to tell anybody that they need to break up or leave anyone the whole point And telling them they need to do something different and take advice is, if you want something different, you have to do something different. You cannot keep going through the same situation the same way and expecting something to change. That is not how change works. That is not how change works. And so it's like, if you are resistant to the change because you're not sure how it's going to be taken you're not sure what it's going to look like you're not sure of how you're going to um make ends meet you're not sure with how often you know kids will see their father you're not sure there's just so many different things that you're worried about that you're not sure of and you are letting the uncertainty Um, basically make your decision for you and the point of the matter is you simply have to change what you're currently doing just to get something different and quit expecting to know what it looks like quit expecting it to be comfortable quit expecting it to seem like same old same old what you've been used to it's not it's different it's a change it's what you need and I'm just going to go ahead and say this because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people out there who, you know, have, have been in, you know, um, relationships that have been riddled with, you know, issues. And when there are issues, that doesn't necessarily mean you guys cannot be together. It simply means that you guys have to figure out what works best for each of you. There is a compromise that needs to be made. Um, if you guys listened to the Black Married Fly episode that me and my husband was on, I talked about the different experiences that, Two individuals have, and um, there was a point in my life where I expected my husband to eventually get on the same page that I was on, to where he did and thought and functioned the way I would. I honestly thought that. That might sound and seem foolish, but I actually thought that. I truly did, and it never happened. And in the midst of you know trying to you know make things work because I wanted things to work the way I wanted them to work. I realized that he's never going to be the way I want him to be. He's never going to be the way, you know, I think he should be. He's going to be him. And I have to make a decision if this is something I want to deal with when allowing him to be who he is, not who I want him to be. And um, that's a very important stage. We have to allow the people in our life to be who they are. So if this is a relationship that you've had continuous issues with and this person is basically letting you know with every action who they are you have to accept it and if they are you know trying to work things out like you know trying to reach out for help and things like that but i i feel like that requires patience and you know everybody just you know, taking their time to figure things out, putting the work in, you know, to get a quality product out. But the point of the matter, if you guys are not putting that work in, then what are you doing? Because I hear a lot of people say that um, they wanted to go to counseling, but one of the partners didn't feel like it was necessary. And I'm just like, if this person is unwilling to go to counseling, do you know you are just setting yourself up for this to happen again? Because counseling doesn't guarantee that your problems are fixed it just it just guarantees that you're gonna look at them differently the both of you you're gonna have more insight on your partner more so than you have before. you're gonna have to understand differently if this if this therapist if this counselor did their job, then there's no way you can talk to your partner and not see more of a person than you than you did before. It is impossible for you not if the counselor slash therapist slash psychologist, whoever, if they did their job, there's no way you are not going to look at your partner differently. And with that, you have to respect what they are telling you over and over and over with their actions. You you cannot ignore that. So while it might not mean leave him, it does mean put your foot down. Make things mandatory, care less about the outcome if this person doesn't want to work on being with you or work on themselves and make themselves a better self for even just themselves, then it, this is possibly somebody that you should not be wasting your time with. I can't tell you to leave them I don't necessarily want you to. I just don't want you to continue to call me um with indecision because that's what I feel like it ultimately is. We vent about things we're undecided about. We vent about things that we know we should do. We just know we don't have what it takes to do it. We vent about the things that we are, are upset about our upset with ourselves about. That's what we vent. And we're mad at ourselves. We're mad that we're continuing to take this BS from this individual. So we're talking to our friends like they're going to hear something different. But at this point, after so much of it, I don't want my friends to come tell me um, I am mad at my partner because they have been talking to some other person and this or that or the third and I just can't take it anymore. I want them to say I have given this person chance after chance. I don't know what I'm expecting, but I expect to be loved. And, you know, finding out about other people does not make me feel loved. I take care of my family to the best of my ability, and I feel like this should be appreciated. But having that pain in my chest that something isn't right and then I go looking through your phone and I confirm that you've been talking to other people. I That doesn't make me feel appreciated. You know, um, me constantly having to find out about other people that you are crossing the line with does not make me feel like I'm a valued member of this team. And it hurts because... While I understand how bad this makes me feel, I do not desire to change my situation. It's hard out there for single women. It's hard out there for um, single mothers. It's hard. The finances take a toll on you. I want to give my children a certain quality of life. And if I leave my man, then I don't know What our life is going to look like. So I I just don't feel like I can take that risk. So while I understand I don't feel loved and or appreciated. I'm in this situation. And it makes me feel horribly. Because at this point you have to understand it's a decision that you're making. It's not him doing the same thing over and over. He's not doing anything to you. It's you deciding not to do anything about it you are you've taught him how to treat you you taught him disrespect does not make you flinch i mean it's like yeah you get mad but ultimately you're gonna settle down you're gonna be outraged in an orderly fashion so because i know that there is a long history of women or men being mistreated by Partners and doing nothing to change the situation. I wanted to, you know, go to an article that I found just to kind of give more of more fact based opinions more so than just my own personal one. So hang on for that. I'll be right back with the information. All right, so I, you know, googled a couple of things like. Why women stay with cheating men, and I ended up on Huffington Post and was delighted to find an article that was originally um, posted in June of 2010 and um, later updated in November of 2011. And um, if you are interested in the post, I will go ahead and add it to the description box, um, which is why it's important to look in there every now and again. So it's a very interesting article and I, you know, would love to read the entire thing to you. However, I'm not, I am just going to, um, cover some of the parts that, um, stood out for me, uh, when reading this article and, um, why a lot of women, you know, stay in toxic relationships while it's very hard for some women to change. I'm not ever going to say someone is weak because they will not change. I'm just going to say that um, they're not prepared. Um, I do have some friends that while they did not leave at the first sign of trouble, they eventually did leave and it was all about timing. I believe that. honestly do. So, it's all about timing. Let's see. Let's see. So, one thing that was listed, um, as politically incorrect as it may be to say, being with a man often helps women feel safer in the world. So... There's that. Um, I guess the information she had, she said she's guessing that this is also primal. Sometimes it has to do with the strength and resources that the man provides. And sometimes it's just the perception of stability that he provides. She had this little story, and this kind of blew my mind. A woman told her about her husband who had not worked in 10 years. He sat around the house smoking pot. Her drug-addicted adult son also had a pregnant adult girlfriend, and none of them worked. None of them worked. This woman worked 18 hours a day, two jobs every day, as an esthetician in the daytime and a bartender at night, seven days a week. She supported everyone, and she asked her why you, why she stayed with her husband. She looked at the woman puzzled and said, well, I stay for the money, and then She returned the puzzle look and said, but don't you earn it all? And the woman answered, I never thought about it like that. Now, that blew my mind because I'm like, what you you don't think about much? Apparently, you're working too hard. So, I mean, come on. But think about that. But I think think that's realness there. I I think in the, the age of feminism, nobody wants to own up to that. Or nobody wants to. Nobody wants to do that because they're going to get torn apart. Like, what kind of woman are you? Why would you allow? And it's just, it's just the way it's been. Everybody has not been exposed to this new idea of who women are today and what women represent today. They are still back in the society where it's normal to want a man or have a man based on what they can provide and feeling safe. So that's the truth. As unflattering as it is, it, it's, that's just the way it is. So unfortunate. Another reason women stay with men is the societal perception and status. And she went into how a man is less likely to, be, um, to stay with a woman after she cheats because of the way it would make him feel and look if people were to find out. So, it's it's most likely um, the woman who is going to stick around because, you know, it's more common for men to have a hard, a hard time, you know, sticking to one woman and being monogamous than society would, you know, think for a woman. Like, it kind of reflects, like, the man isn't a man if he has a cheating woman, so... That's how that works, and that's why they are more likely to leave. Because I did have the question, how come, like, men can cheat on women, but as soon as a woman cheats, he has to, like, run. Like, he doesn't have the understanding, like, oh, I did it to her. Well, the point of the matter is, like, when she does it to him, some kind of way she steals his manhood, while his manhood is no longer intact. When he cheats on her, he's more like breaking her heart and, you know, killing a part of her soul but you know apples to oranges right <laughs> all right and another idea is that um, society promotes the idea that it is the woman's our wife's job to be faithful and exclusive to her husband um, and when women fail at this women get fired also uh, they talk about How women basically just stick around because of financial reasons. So, um, if we're going to consider security, rather it's financial security and um, status security and um, just feeling safer. You know, like actual being secure security. Um, We'll go into that. I just I just want to keep these things close because I want everybody anybody to realize like you have to make a decision the decision is yours um, while I might have been harsh to my friends I have always after you know letting them have it um, I've always said Your decision is yours. No judgment. I'll respect you. I'll still love you. But I want to keep going back to the point. Like when you are undecided. Do not involve a friend. Make your decision. If you know. You don't want to leave your marriage. Because you fear. um, That you won't be financially stable. To maintain the bills on your end or whatever the case, whatever you fear. Because if you don't have what you have right now because of, you know, you guys combining money or him taking care of you. I need you to understand that is a decision and you have decided to um, stay united with security. Security does not have to stay faithful to you. Security can secure as many objects that require security it is not wise to expect more from security than just that all security has to do is keep you secure now that secure that form of security is up to you whether that's financial whether that's actually physically being there all the time or whether that just means you feel better about yourself because you can say you're married. Like you you have to own up to the things that you're holding on to and how little they might actually be. So that means how that's how little you can actually expect from that man. You have to acknowledge that. Because there's no point in you interrupting anyone else's life with the, with this madness if you want are not gonna own up to what you're sticking around for or are what you're afraid to move from you have to own that decision it's a decision um there's there's this quote that I always see like um no decision is still a decision I'm pretty sure I didn't quote it right but still like it's it's self-explanatory even if you don't make a decision you're making a decision so I need you to understand which decision you're making and adjust your expectations. Because it's your reality now. And this might make you mad. This might make you upset. This might, you know, this, this might straight up piss you off. But the point of the matter is, listen. Look at your patterns Pay attention to what you're doing and look at what you're saying to your relationship. Look at what you're saying to your spouse. Look at what you're saying to your friends. When this happens, it sets you off. And you get to going down the list of the people you call that um, actually listen to what you have to say. And you think about the message that they're getting from you when you do nothing and stay in the same place. You change nothing. Think about that. Think about that. And you are responsible for understanding your decision and adjusting your expectation surrounding your decision. It's not their problem. It only becomes a problem when you want to lump faithfulness with status. I just want to say I'm married. Well, you've shown your husband or whomever a long time ago... That you accept a marriage where he steps out occasionally. That's what you've shown him. You have done nothing different. You have done nothing to change. Yeah, you've complained. Complaining is effective for a little while. We all know men have the ability to straighten up for like two weeks before their default setting kicks in. We all know that that's not new. Not surprised or impressed. I just need for an adjustment to be made with your expectation, and quit stressing yourself out behind what he won't do differently because what you're accepting this is not anyone else's problem; it's yours. And with that being said, I'm going to tell my friends to mind their business. Now I know somebody's like, What do you mean, mind my business? What? Mind my business. Yes, yes, yes. You know how old folks used to tell um tell you to mind your manners? I'm telling you to mind your business. Be mindful of the business that you are spreading about yourself. Because when you are calling people to tell them what that man did, like that man is the villain of life and you have no part in it like you're not making decisions you're the victim and at this point i think it is extremely clear that as long as you're the victim you have no control over the direction your life goes in victims are hopeless but once you decide to stop pointing the finger at somebody else And start taking responsibility for the things that you allow in your life. The things that you accept in your life. The things that you will not do anything about. You can quit looking over at the people who are doing things to hurt you. And understand that you have allowed this to continue to go on. Mind the story you're telling about yourself. You have told everyone you know and love that you know what to do. You're just not going to do it. You are afraid to do it. You would rather stick around for financial ease, not necessarily even freedom, just just so it can be financially easier, so it can appear that everything is fine. You have decided to stay where you are and change nothing for appearances. Don't you know what appearances are? And keeping up appearances means? It means you're not getting the real deal. It means a fake plant. While it may look luscious and green and full of life, once you go over there and actually touch it, you realize it's plastic or cloth. No life. No vitality. Don't be a fake plant. For decorating purposes only. Don't do that to yourself. You deserve more. Appearances is just that, what it looks like. You're sticking around for what it looks like. The looks cannot lie to you. Appearances have never fooled you. And you ain't fooling nobody. Mind your business. Be mindful of the story you are telling. Quit giving away all of your control. Take charge of your life. Point the finger at you. Be angry at yourself. And change something. It is not your friend's problem to solve. They should not have to stop what they're doing and change moods just to know that you're going through something with your relationship once more. That is extremely inconsiderate. It's just inconsiderate. There's no way around it. It's inconsiderate. There have been there have been days. Where I have literally been on top of the world. And a friend called me with the lowest garbage available. And deflated my happiness in minutes. And that brings me to another point. I hate having to define certain people as distractions. I would rather not, I do not want to look at somebody I care about as a distraction. As somebody I need to mark as a distraction and handle accordingly. If I have to mark you as a distraction, that means I am steering clear as often as possible. Because I know better. I know how to identify distractions. I do not want to identify anybody I love as a distraction. I don't want to be a distraction to anyone. And I don't want anyone to be a distraction to me. But distractions come in many shapes and sizes. I think it was Jim Rome. Who has this... um, I have to look it up. Okay, I found it. It was Jim Rohn, actually. <clears throat> he says, If your worst enemy drops sugar in your coffee, what's going to happen to you? Nothing, of course. It's just sugar. But what if your best friend drops strychnine in your coffee? You're dead. And so... I'm using that saying to say. As much as I am kind and loving and want to have the people I love in my life. There even comes a time for me to where I'm responsible for who I allow. And what i allow in my energy and space. Shout out to Gay Side Stories for that wonderful episode about protecting your space. I'm responsible for my space, my energy, my mindset. That's all me. And anybody I allow in my energy, anybody I allow to give me ideas, stories, whatever it may be, I am responsible for making sure those people are responsible and careful about their business. You mean no harm. But that doesn't mean you don't cause it. And that was for me too. Just because you don't mean harm doesn't mean you won't cause it and that's why you need to mind your story your business where it goes how often you talk about it I had an episode called I cheated myself and I even have another episode way way earlier in my first year podcasting where I talk about people cheating themselves and then being outraged when they get cheated on. Thank you, Jim Rome, for saying, success is not to be pursued. It is to be attracted by the person you become. Thank you, Jim Rome, for saying, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction. Thank you, Jim Rome, for saying, never wish life were easy. Wish that you were better. Thank you for saying you have to risk going too far to discover just how far you really can go. Also for saying how long should you try until? Thank you, Jim Rohn, for saying we must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces, while regret Hey, you heard about the good news? Y'all sleeping on me, huh? Had a good snooze. Because good news doesn't travel fast enough, I am here to help. I know it has been an extremely long time since I had good news, but guess what? I have great news. And this story comes from like basically early beginning of the year. Um, It's a repost from a tweet. Um, Basically, best story of the day. South Dallas Middle School started a breakfast with dads program, but many dads couldn't make it and several students didn't have father figures. The school posted a Facebook request for 50 volunteer fathers and 600 fathers from all backgrounds showed up. Thank you for showing up. That is an amazing story. When I saw it, um, I added it to my collection and I've been meaning to get to it, but I had to talk about it because that's the kind of awesome thing that I want to be a part of my good news segment. I didn't, you know, totally trash it. I just wanted the stories to really, really move me and that story really, really moved me. Thank you. And now it's time for vocabulary. All right. (laughs) So, um, I've been having real fun, real fun. Um, with doing the vocabulary. I'm going to change it up this week and I'm going to give you um, three to four words from the basic words, the intermediate words, and the advanced words. As usual, I'm going to use the word in a sentence. I'm going to make sure I use the correct pronunciation and of course I'm going to be drilling myself to see if I know what these words even mean. So enjoy and maybe something sticks for you too. All right, here we go. Laborious laborious is a basic level word. And as far as I'm concerned, laborious means demanding. Laborious labor being the base word means work. So I'm gonna go with demanding and I got it right. Let's see if I said it right. Laborious. I think I got it close enough. The most laborious job I've ever had was working 20 hours a day as a fisherman in Alaska. Next word. Economical. The choices are avoiding waste, rich, religious, or common. Economical. Given the options, I'm gonna go with avoiding waste, and I'm correct. Economical in a sentence. Journalists favor an economical style of writing in which no unnecessary words are used and every sentence is as short as possible. I've actually did this word on the show before, so there you go. Next word, degrade. Descend, inspect, flatten, humiliate, degrade. I'm going to go with humiliate. I am correct. Let's make sure I'm saying it right. Degrade degrade. All right. Jesse mockingly listed all of Nancy's fault in front of their friends publicly degrading the poor girl. Poor girl. All right. That's going to be all the words for the basic level. Let's step it up a bit. The intermediate words. Decree, express sadness, speak out against, delay, refer to. Um, Decree is a immediate level word and I'm gonna go with speak out against. And I'm correct, let's see if I'm pronouncing it right. Decry. Oh, oh, it's decry. I didn't know that, decry. There it is. Okay, here's the word in a sentence. The entire audience erupted in shouts and curses decrying the penalty card issued by the referee. Next word appropriate. Take forcefully. Open. Oh, I'm struggling. Open. Make usable. Make known. Appropriate. It's either appropriate or appropriate. You never know with um, Magoosh. So take forcefully. Open, make usable, make known. Let's go make known. Wrong. Well, let's see how they're saying it. Appropriate. Oh, appropriate. So the um, correct word was, or the correct meaning was take forcefully. The government appropriated land that was occupied by squatters, sending them scurrying for another place to live. Yeah. Obscure. Hide from view, I remember this one. Unique, argue, make untidy. And the word, it was hide from view. I got it right this time. Obscure. Obscure. On the Smith's drive through the Grand Canyon, Mr. Smith's big head obscured much of Mrs. Robinson's view. So that she only saw momentary patches of real rock. I remember reading this and saying that they were rude because that's an awful sentence about someone's large head. Let's find a new word. Meander. Meander. I'm going to have to check the pronunciation on that because you just never know what they're going for here. (laughs) Wander. Long for. Speak unclearly and set in motion. Meander. Wander. Long for. Speak unclearly. Set in motion. I am, I really want to say Wander, Wander. Meander made me say Wander, 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 Wander. It is Wander, it's not Wander, W-O-N is Wander, this is Wander. We'll just have to see, I'm going with Wander. Meander means Wander, Wander, here it goes. Meander. Meander, the casual observer might have thought that Peter was meandering through the city. But that day, he was actually seeking out those places where he and his long lost love had once visited. And there we go. And uh, I'll do one more word for... uh... So on the intermediate level, after I had to go over those words, we already went over, I actually made it to level two. So let's go ahead and get to level two. Complacent, bossy, stubborn, cheerfully obedient, self-satisfied, complacent. Complacent. I feel like I should know what these words mean, but the the options confuse me. Bossy, stubborn, cheerfully obedient, self-satisfied, complacent. I want to go with self-satisfied because nothing else... Sounds right. Are cheerfully obedient, but complacent doesn't say cheerfully obedient to me. So I have to go with self-satisfied. And cheerfully obedient was the correct one. This is the immediate level. Complacent. Complacent. On her first day at the job, Annie was complacent, fulfilling every request of her new employer, anticipating future requests. Complacent. I didn't think complacent was positive. Well, I mean... Depending on how rebellious you are, it's not necessarily negative. Anyway, myriad. Large number, favorable event, circuit location, unwritten rule. I'm going to go with large number. That's correct. Myriad. Myriad, not myriad. Um, There are a myriad of internet sites hawking pills that claim to boost energy for hours on end all right let's go ahead and get to the advanced words i'm afraid i'm very afraid all right abrogate that's a-b-r-o-g-a-t-e abrogate and i have no clue what this word means side with take aggressively bring it to existence overturn a law i am not sure abrogate means to overturn a law let's go ahead and see what um how to properly pronounce the word Abrogate. i said it right Um, As a part of the agreement between the labor union and the company, the workers abrogated their right to strike for years in exchange for better health insurance. And this is the advanced level, guys. The next word is impressive. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to try. Malapropism. 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 I'm going to go with malapropism. Subtle remark. Forcefully taking confusing similar words allusion I don't know but I said I don't know and um let's hear the correct pronunciation malapropism. I said prop they said prop malapropism. malapropism malapropism it means to confuse similar words whenever I look glum, my mother would offer to share an amusing antidote with me and an endearing malapropism of anecdote that never failed to cheer me up. Last word on the advanced level redress. Disregard correct unfairness. Overtake put on clothes. Redress. Now in my mind, to redress is to put on the clothes that you just took off. I don't believe that to be correct, but I don't have a clue, so I'm going to go with I'm not sure. And the pronunciation, redress, and it means correct unfairness. Correct unfairness. Barry's redress for forgetting his wife's birthday two years in a row was surprising her with a trip to tahiti redress so it's like when you appropriately suffer because you are failing is redress let's hear the pronunciation again and that is going to conclude our vocabulary for this week thank you